Hello and welcome to another episode of Portscast. I'm your host, Portsaby. With me as always, the lovely and talented, uh... What's your name? Uh, how could you forget my name? I... Um, wait, Kate, don't tell me. Melissa. No. Sa- Sasha? Getting warmer. Sasha DeKerg? No, but you are getting warmer than you were before. Uh, Sandy Cheeks? One more comment like that and you're sleeping on the couch. Um, SpongeBob? Ouch! <laughs> Hi, Sasha Darkcloud, how are you today? A lot better now that my boyfriend actually knows who I am. <laughs> Who's your boyfriend? <laughs> I still don't know who your boyfriend is. You're an asshole. <laughs> am I? Yes. Today we have a very special show for you. We're going to be talking to the artist currently known as Fossil. You may know him as that artist who draws dinosaurs a lot. Yep. You have nothing to add. What What can I add other than that he's a tattoo artist? Okay, well... <laughs> well, you just listed off something you could have added. Well... But first, before we talk to Fossil, we're going to read some viewer mail, because, oh my god, we actually have some viewer mail. <gasps> oh my gosh! Okay, calm, calm down. We're going to read off some of these... Answer any questions and hey, yeah, here we go. We're gonna start off with this one. Says, Dear Portsaby, how come your art updates are so few and far between? Is this due to lack of motivation, procrastination, or extenuating circumstances? Cordially yours, Joseph Winona, Michigan, Winona, Minnesota, Esquire, the third junior. <laughs> um, well. Uh, can I say just all of the above? I've been trying my best to get on the art track again. Uh, it's just been really hard for me lately. I should have some new stuff here pretty soon, though. Don't you worry. I'm not gonna worry either. Good. Great. Get to the next letter. Trying. God. Alright, this other letter comes from Mormel Monster. Other letter? I said other letter. He said other letter. This other letter comes from Mormel Monster and it reads, Hey there, I really enjoy your podcast. It's pretty damn awesome that there's a podcast about furries that's actually positive and about the fun side of things rather than talking badly about how creepy furries are, etc. Although the latter is usually done by people outside the fandom, so it's pretty nice someone within the community started this. I've listened to all your podcasts so far, and each episode is getting better and better. However, to be honest, the first few episodes annoyed me. As much as I like both you and your girlfriend, what annoyed me was the lovey-doveyness between you and your girlfriend. Okay, it we're not supposed to love each other anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Honey. That's okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. We're done. <laughs> well, I try the cut back a little bit so it's not annoying for anybody i i know how it is for me when i when i talk to couples who are friends when you were single and when i was when i was crying. single well not single alone and crying just single and alone and alone maybe some crying a little bit of crying <laughs> not a lot of crying to get back to the letter here it's fine every now and then, but at a few points, the little giggly jokes, especially the sexual perverted jokes between you guys, mainly from Sasha's side, was just very off-putting. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to explain at least some of it... We're um, perverts. We're both perverts, but I mean... 
It's not because we're furries. It's just that's how we are. We're just yeah, seriously perverted. I, I guess. Mean, even when I was in high school, before I even knew what the furry fandom even was, um, when I had, you know, when I was talking to friends and everything, I'd make sexual jokes. I make sexual jokes to my family. It's just the way I am. So it's not necessarily that I got into the fandom because, oh my gosh, shucks. It's just, that's how I am. I that's not even it. what all the and... fandom's about. All, here in the letter... It continues, I've been part of the fur community since forever, but what annoys me the most is the image the community has upon outsiders. We are seen as freaks who are into having sex with animals, have crazy fetishes, and only think about sexual stuff. So when there were perverted jokes going on, I got a little bit upset that it gave some of the old vibe furries seem to give off to people. Why? Well, I'm sorry that it did that for you, man. Uh, that's certainly not what we're set out to do. Uh, we're just making jokes just because that's how we are. Yep. And for the lovey-dovey part, um, back when we first started recording this podcast, we were actually thousands upon thousands of miles apart. That's true. It wasn't even until... It wasn't until the last episode uh, that we were even in the same room together. So, I mean, I, I think part of it was because we were so far away, we were still in our uh, long-distance relationship phase. So we, I, I guess it was a little heightened because of that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it shouldn't be too bad from now on. <laughs> yeah, as you can tell. I mean, go on, continue reading the letter. To be completely honest, and this is probably even a little mean to say, but I liked the fourth episode because there wasn't much high where a couple stuff going on. <laughs> Hey, isn't that what we were just talking about? I also quite like the fifth episode a lot because of the same reason. I really don't want to upset or hurt you guys saying this, which you haven't, by the way. Mm -hmm. But from experience, it tends to be quite hard to work with the person you have a relationship with because of these reasons. I really enjoy your show. Please continue. Do keep inviting artists to your show, too, because I really like the interviews the most. Smiley face. Thank you for taking your time to listen. More Mel Monster. And you know what? We do have... Quite a few people lined up. I I did ask around about about a year ago to see who would be interested in coming on the show. We have quite a list of people who would be totally willing to come on. So look forward to all of that. All right, we've got one more letter. And this one comes from Wolfenstein Cross. He says, hey there, Ports. I'm a huge fan of your art and your podcast. And I actually have some questions for you and Sasha. Oh my gosh, god! For me? Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> One. What is your favorite game? What's your favorite game? Out of all the games, obviously it's tied between Super Smash Brothers series, any of the games I can't pick my favorite one, and the God of War games. Okay. Now, are are we talking video games? Because he doesn't really specify here. Well, What's I'm your favorite assuming... board game? Well. I mean, I know the answer, but go ahead. You don't know the answer to my favorite it's Monopoly. Game. <laughs> no! Oh, you should see the face she had. It was like she didn't even know that I even knew that. Uh, as for me, I also like Monopoly if we're talking board games. Uh, Stratego and chess are pretty fun, too. But he if we're talking checkers. Uh, and checkers sometimes... Yeah, if he's not playing me, then it's his favorite game. No. <laughs> I don't like checkers that much. Even if it was because I was playing you and you were kicking my ass. But if we're going to discuss video games, um, Team Fortress 2 is really super awesome. I really love the Katamari Damashi series. Mario Brothers 3 is a classic. There, There's a million others, but... For right now, I can't think of any others for some reason. Even though there's a giant pile of game discs in front of me, and you know, all of my collection is out <laughs> in the open. Uh, <laughs> well, while we're on the topic of video games, ladies, never let your boyfriend play TF2 or Skyrim. You'll never see them again. Oh yeah, Skyrim's really awesome. You should all play it. 
especially guys who have girlfriends. You are just <laughs> mean and corrupt. And you know what? I'm I'm looking forward to Diablo three. Yeah, another game where I won't see him again for weeks. Yep. <laughs> That's how it is. Alright, we're gonna go on to the next question. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? I don't know what that noise was. That's just kind of It transports weird. us to our favorite place in the world, from Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. Go to town. I, I, I got the reference. I just don't know why you brought it up. I don't know. <laughs> Is it because we're in Delaware? Yeah. Look, we're in Delaware. Um, if I could travel anywhere in the world, I would go to Disney World again because it's super awesome. Um, I would go to Japan. Japan? Japan. Okay, that one's cool too. I know, right? I've never been. Neither of you. Yeah, I know. That's why I want to go because I've never been. What's Go together! That would be awesome. Question three. How does it feel to be living together? Um. I think she just answered for us. <laughs> Four. What started the podcast? Well, uh, I listen to podcasts all day long at work, and I just wanted to make my own because I thought it would be fun. And here I am. Here we are. Welcome. Welcome to our world. And then after that, he says, keep up with the podcast, the art, and I can't wait to hear more. Big eye smiley face. Wow, big eye smiley face. Somebody really likes us. <laughs> well, that was fun. Did you have fun? Yes, I had fun. How about you guys, even though you can't answer back? really don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? I didn't do anything. Why are you looking at me? Because you made a weird noise? No, I didn't. Alright. That was the fans. They were answering. Sure it was. Well, anyway, and that concludes our viewer mail. Yay! <laughs> we like making noises yep. together. Yep, that's it's our favorite fun. hobby. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the amazing movie we saw last week called The Avengers. Because it was awesome. Yes, it was. Okay, well, enough about that. We're going to go... <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was the shortest discussion about The Avengers since ever. What more do you need to know? It's awesome. Well, you know, it might be helpful. Ah! Don't... <laughs> What were you saying before you yelled? <laughs> well, you're the one who grabbed me randomly. I'm to bring you closer to the microphone. Because you're like a million miles away. I'm not a million miles away. You were facing that direction and you were back here. Whee! So well, I mean, you know, what isn't there to say about the Avengers? There was so much awesome choreography in there. There was so much... I don't know what that is. <laughs> There's a lot of amazing special effects. The storyline is actually pretty good. Of course, all the actors were awesome. And a majority of them actually made their return for the Avengers, except for one, which made me cry. And that was no Edward. Edward Norton. <laughs> Edward Norton, you mean? Not Norton Edward. I said Unless Edward Norton. You said Norton Edward. No, I did not. I <laughs> said you, Edward Norton. Do you Norton. say people's names with a comma in between no. usually? <laughs> I did not. Go ahead and re-listen to this again when you're editing and tell me if I said Norton Edward ever. Okay. Okay, that's a bet. Alright. How much do you want to bet? I really like the Avengers and it probably would have been even better if there wasn't some idiot next to me in the theater talking the entire time, this lady, she's one of these people who needs an interpreter in order to watch a movie. The entire movie, she was asking what was going on. Like at one point, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, he, uh, he puts this bug underneath a computer monitor, like a, like a little microphone button thing. And the lady goes, 
What what just happened? Did did he did he put a button? Did he put a button under the did did he push a button? <laughs> the Who whole movie. What just happened? Why did he do that the whole way through? It was so annoying. And then I asked the obvious are question gonna, that you're Are they going to catch him? And then I had to ask the obvious question that everyone is thinking right now. Is she stereotypically blonde? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that answers that question. <laughs> you know, if, if you need an interpreter to watch a movie, maybe movies aren't your thing. Maybe you need to, like... Well, here's an option for you. You can just bring a notepad with you to the movie theater, write down all of the questions you have, and then look it up on the internet later. Nah, that requires knowing how to write. If only she could, like, watch the movie twice at the same time. No, no, no. Like, have, have like, a smaller screen that was on, like, a five-second delay so that she could watch the movie again <laughs> as she's watching it so she knows and what's going on. And have a rewind on. and fast-forward button. Well, she doesn't even need that. She was just wondering what was going on at that moment. She didn't ever ask about what happened half an hour ago. It was always what just happened. Why did he turn green? Because he's the Hulk, idiot. <laughs> she wasn't asking, like, what? why what? Why did he do that 45 minutes ago? <laughs> anyway, Avengers was awesome. Yes, it is. Oh, and because we saw people doing this when we went to the theater, do not leave at the credits. Every other... Uh, movie in this series has something at the very end after the credits. You know, other than the Hulk movie. No, but... the Hulk did too. No. Yes, it did. No. Yes, it did. No. Yes, it did. No, it was before the credits. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry about that. I know what I'm talking about here, woman. <laughs> anyway, every other movie had something at the very, very end after the credits. And so does this one. So you should stay after the credits. Yeah, I know. Half the theater left. Mm-hmm. There was even a little bit, like, after they listed off all the main actors, there was, like, this little tiny scene that uh, shows off the next villain that they might use for Avengers 2. Spoiler alert! I didn't say anything. Yeah, but you said they might hint at the next villain, which is a spoiler! Everybody knows there's going to be an Avengers 2. They made 200 fucking billion dollars! They broke records. <laughs> They made $207 million in their week, first weekend. So it they broke might, a record. So they might stay Why on. wouldn't they make a sequel? So that way they could stay on top and not, you know, say, oh, hey, we made a sequel that will never be at par with what we made in the first place. Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens when Batman comes out. See if they break the record again. Nah. Maybe. I don't think so. It could. No. All right. Well... <laughs> you know, we're going to contribute to that opening weekend gross anyway, right? We are? Yeah. Really? We're going to go see it. Promise? Yeah? Yay! Why would I, why would I do that? I why know. would I lie to you about that? I don't know. I've been lied to before. Not by you, but I've been lied to before. Well, we're going to take a little break. And after the break, we have the artist Fossil. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this song is called Awkward, and the man behind the music is Ken Ashcorp. You can find more of his awesome work at kenashcorp.bandcamp.com. K-E-N-A-S-H-C-O-R-P.bandcamp.com.
And we're back. And joining us now is Fossil. Hey there, what's going on? Those are the dulcet tones of Fossil. (laughs) 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 So how you been? I have been well. I've been uh, very busy as of late, but that's not really anything new. I've been doing good. Cool, cool. And yourself? Really well, actually. Got the uh, girlfriend moved in, and everything's hunky-dory, and she's sitting there very quietly. What? His what, what is she? Is so soothing, I can't help it. What is she doing ever so quietly over there? I'm just sitting here. What <laughs> do you like, think I'm doing, Fossil? I don't think you're doing anything. I just, I was curious, you know, when someone's awful quiet, you never know. <laughs> yeah, it's always the quiet ones you have to beware for, right? So, Fossil, we've got you here. We're going to ask you a bunch of questions. Uh, Sasha's going to hold this light over your head. And uh, we're going to get some information from you. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> so, uh, I, I guess we should start with like the basic stuff. Like, when did you start drawing? Uh, well, <laughs> that's kind of a twofold, I guess. I started drawing when I was three. But <laughs> I began pursuing it as something that I, you know, said, wow, I like drawing a lot. I guess I should stick with this. That was, uh, I guess, 1993. Okay. So that was, you know, when I was younger than that, I I drew all the different dream jobs that I wanted to have growing up. You know, when I was a kid, (laughs) I was like, I want to be a a train engineer. And so I draw lots of locomotives. And then I said, I want to be a rock star. So I draw dudes on stage with guitars. And then I was like, I want to be a a robotics engineer. So I just draw lots of robots and, you know, machines and things. And it wasn't until uh, an art camp that I went to in my hometown of Macon, Georgia. Um, Yeah. And that was in 93. Very cool. And uh, that was like when, you know, I went there and I learned, hey, you know, this can be an actual career instead of just drawing other careers that you want to do. And I was like, huh. And that was the first time I actually really took it seriously. And you started drawing artists? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't drawing other artists. Um, I was was drawing with them, obviously, Mm -hmm. but... uh, that was pretty much the, the young years that you look back on in, in shame and <laughs> horror because cause I was I was drawing lots of superhero type yeah. stuff and you know that kind of crap the the stuff that's far too inspired by the things that you like you know if you if you grew up liking I don't know uh, some Japanese animated cartoon then everything you draw is far too influenced by that and it's way too derivative. Mm-hmm. That's where I started. Yeah. You know, I was I was drawn from what I liked. Yeah, you were young, so I mean, it's not it's not terrible that you were drawing things like that. You got to start no, somewhere. No, right? it's just you, absolutely. It's just you know, you look back and you cringe <laughs> and go, Ugh. yeah. I I think I started about the same time you did. I I was four though, and by then I was I was making like realized comic strips and stuff because I used to read uh, Calvin and Hobbes and. Uh, the newspaper. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. Oh, dude, I loved Calvin Hobbes, and uh, I've got several of those collected books. And my favorite thing was Sundays because oh, you, know, yeah. you look at the the paper on weekdays, and it's all the same. But Sundays is going to be enormous, and it's going to be in color. Mm-hmm. And those are the special ones right there. Definitely. What What were some of your favorite comics? Um. Well, well newspaper comics. I'll be honest with you. Newspaper comics uh, were kind of hit and miss. I mean, my favorite was definitely Calvin and Hobbes, but there were so many that were in the paper that I was, even as a kid, I'd look at and go, how did this make it? This looks like crap. You know, it's like maybe humorous, <laughs> but the artist just scribbles, you know? And I mean, I remember, uh, I yeah. liked Garfield Didn't back when it was funny. And <laughs> I like, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember, uh, Dagwood and Blondie back when it was funny. Of course, there were certain comics that I just didn't get, yeah. and I guess that was because I was young. But and then of course they started changing them. But cool. mostly it was Calvin and hey, Hobbes that I look forward to. Uh, I like how with Blondie they don't even have to draw it anymore. I, I have this theory; it's just clip art. Yeah, <laughs> like they don't even draw it anymore. Yeah, they just I have, agree. You know, I agree. They have three versions of Dagwood. He's either asleep on the couch with his 
legs resting around the arm. And then they've got him sleeping in the chair. Yeah. And then him standing up. <laughs> Those are the only things they got. Yeah, and they've got that they got the one oh, where he's yeah. he's running and his his legs yeah. are kinda like one out in front and one behind. And then Blondie's just e- either standing there aghast or she's like doing the dishes. Or she's That's giving the gangster it. pose, remember? <laughs> yeah, if you look at her hand, you know how uh her ring finger and her middle finger are stuck together, and then all the other fingers are separate, so it looks like she's flashing yeah. game signs. Yeah. But yeah. I, I I think I cut you off. You you were about to say what your favorite comic was. Were were you gonna go on to like comic books oh, or uh <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe because I'm honestly I'm a real weird comic book reader. I, I don't get into a lot mm-hmm. of the superheroic you know, Marvel or DC. I I really am wishy-washy with my comics you know i name <laughs> shit that nobody knows <laughs> you know or or stuff that isn't Mainstream. as uh as popular not yeah, yeah it's not that i'm trying to be hipstery about it it's just it's just you know i i have tastes regarding comics it's like well i like stuff that's not as as popular or not as heard of mm-hmm. for whatever reason or another you know there's no shame um, in that <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of uh a japanese comic called gone oh yeah and it's by masashi tanaka and it's just about this little t-rex and he just decimates <laughs> everything all the time and and is indomitable and uh mm-hmm. the comic has no words it's just pure art and i love that you know the fact that there's this story being told so richly and lushly and there's not a single word yeah, spoken I, I love gone too i've only ever I think i've only read like the first volume maybe a little part of the second volume mm-hmm. but i yeah. really like it yeah i've got them all right in front of me yeah I'll have to let you read them all. I've got them all. Okay. <laughs> so I guess question two, now that we're done uh, sidebarring. <laughs> uh, when did you come across the furry fandom? <laughs> <laughs> um, when did I come across it? Let me see. That was my first taste of it. <laughs> I honestly did not even know how big or multifaceted it is, but uh, my first taste of it was probably uh, ninety four, maybe. Okay. Uh, right, right after you know the the art camp that I'd gone to, mm-hmm. um, and there was a, a friend that I'd made there who actually uh, we kind of ended up joining the fandom together later. But uh, he'd introduced me to some artwork that you know I'd drawn some of it before, but I didn't know that it was an entity it was just you know i just yeah. draw hey look there's a cartoon character i'll make it look a little hotter than it's supposed to and <laughs> and that would be that and that that was all that it was but then he's like hey look i found this stuff on the internet and he shows me some eric schwartz drawings and i'm like <laughs> blown away i'm like what somebody else is doing this and he's like yeah apparently there's like three or four of the people doing this of course we didn't we didn't know <laughs> yeah <that. laughs> and uh you know back then that was that was all that we really had seen about it was a few printed out you know black and white drawings or whatever on a on a laser printer and uh only back when we went to uh, to college which was 98 99 that's when we really saw a lot more of it and uh my first real taste of it was um 2001 when i was in the military at that point and I found a site called Furbid. And mm-hmm. uh, I started drawing this stuff because I was looking on Furbid at the time. And everywhere I looked, you know, people were making a lot of money on this stuff. And the drawings were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I, was like, I was like, wow, you know, this is – I can rule this site yeah. if, I, if I started drawing stuff. And honestly, honestly, this, this is probably – I'm sure this is probably a question you're going to ask. So I'll go ahead and jump on it. That's when I was right. when I was looking around, you know, I saw cats and dogs and foxes and bears and and a dragon oh here and there, but there weren't any dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And everybody that I'd ask at that period in time, they were saying, "Oh, dinosaurs can't be drawn sexy. Dinosaurs are like big, lumbering, unattractive, blocky things, and they just can't be made sexy." And I was not about to be all like challenge accepted. It wasn't like that. It was like well, why not? Why can't they? And they were like, well, they just can't be. And 
you know, when I was in college in 99, I had already started just goofing around with the stuff. You know, I'd drawn, <laughs> I'd drawn the first picture of uh, one of my characters, uh, Cherry, Triceratops character, just mm-hmm. as a joke. It was a pure joke. It was like, <laughs> it was a night of staying up way too late. I'd just finished watching The Land Before Time again, and I was like, tripping balls on pixie sticks and soda <laughs> and i said dude i'm about to draw a triceratops with tits and he and he was like go for it and it was a joke it wasn't supposed to blow up into anything it was just humor yeah. so so when i you know years later and i'm on furbid i'm like well let's see what happens and i just threw some of these drawings up there and people started going crazy mm-hmm. well it's because you're awesome <laughs> <laughs> I don't cure cancer. Way to kiss butt, hon. <laughs> hey, I, this isn't lipstick. I do not cure cancer. I just help people masturbate. <laughs> you know, masturbation is... <laughs> don't oh, even. Wait, what don't are we even. Doing? Oh, what, are we, what are we doing? We don't do this. <laughs> hey, we, we don't talk about penises on this show. Who said anything about penises? All we talked about was masturbation. The other one had to talk about penises. Again. <laughs> For someone who hates them so much. <laughs> Jeez. Is there something you need to tell me, honey? No. I have a feeling there is. But you know, masturbation is one way to uh, help <laughs> reduce the risk of prostate cancer. So in a way, you're helping you're all of us. You're saving lives! Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> next silly question. <laughs> yes, next question. Uh... <laughs> What what sort of things do you use to make your drawings? Um, well, besides paper and pencil, um, mm-hmm. I do enjoy working with colored pencil and watercolor. But in this age of inherent laziness, I do submit to the digital a lot. And therefore, I'll just mm-hmm. use like Photoshop, Painter, Psy, whatever. But I, I do bust out the watercolors and the colored pencil. And I'm trying to up that uh, that frequency so that I do that a bit more. Mm-hmm. That's Very all. Cool. Just paper and pencil and, you know, typing paper, Bristol paper, whatever. I was, I was trying to, I was looking through my list of questions. I'm like, what, what feels organic to go into <laughs> from, from talking about penises? Nothing worked. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing feels, on my list. <laughs> what, what feels organic to go into? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here we go. I asked on Twitter uh, if anybody had any questions to ask you. Really? Yes. Yes, because we never get anything by email. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a couple of people responded. Uh, oh my gosh. So, Sorcerer Lance asked why dinosaurs, and I think we covered that. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Our friend Turd Burglar asks, uh, if, if you had a magic wand to change anything about your artwork, what would it be? If I had a magic wand that could change anything about my artwork, that's a good question. I'd have to say that I've already got one. It's my pencil, and I'll <laughs> I'll just I'll just keep working at it until I get it where I want it to be. Because, I mean, that's that's the nature of this beast. You know, you're never where yeah. you want to be. You keep going, and you don't <laughs> stop. So exactly. Uh, what what are you uh, working on right now? Like, uh, well. What in your artwork are you trying to uh, elevate? Ah, well, um, I'm always, always working on poses because I've seen people who can crank out really dynamic poses plus angles. You know, a pose plus an angle is what really sets it apart. You know, you can come up with a boring pose, but if you tilt that virtual camera angle of what you're drawing, it adds so much more you know, bam to the picture. And uh, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's like walking in a room versus walking in a room with a tilted camera, you know, (laughs) and that, that makes a big difference. It truly does. And yeah, definitely. I have days where I can really just knock one out of the park like that. And I have other days where it takes me an hour to come up with how I'm going to lay it out. And I'm sure that's not an uncommon thing. It's just, I'd like to be able to do that quicker. And, uh, that. Oh yeah, definitely. It it takes me a couple hours to figure out what I'm doing with the arms and legs in the picture. Yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes <laughs> he just goes up and says, "Honey, pick something." 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. But, uh, I, I I start in a race my pictures more than I finish them. <laughs> <laughs> but I I I can kind of tell that you've gone that direction. I've been seeing a lot of like force shortening and angles and cool little perspective shots. Oh yeah, and again, it's it's a balancing act, man, because you don't want to do that so much that people start counting on it. It's always got to be shaken oh, yeah. up. You know, you do some camera angles, and then you find something else to do, and then you find something else to do on top of that. And, uh, you know, it's it's never-ending. It really is. Do you, do you pull any inspiration from other furry artists? Oh, God, yes. God, yes. <laughs> Without without fail, without hesitation. I know that was that was a softball question. No, it's it's cool. It's just um, <laughs> you know that that again takes me way back to the beginning. You know, before yeah. I was so like Eric Schwartz then. Schwartz, who in turn has a lot of notable influence from Chuck Jones, and mm-hmm. you know whoever else is his influences. But I mean, Schwartz Definitely. was like just one of the first furry artists that I'd ever seen. Period. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, when I first started drawing in the fandom, I wasn't necessarily doing straight up dinosaur stuff you know that wasn't at all what i did i did a few cats and dogs and bears and foxes and whatnot and it was very schwartzy but uh again i knew you can't you can't ride on somebody else's coattails so you got to do your own thing and uh other artists that i looked up to before i ever you know was involved in it i looked at uh the work of liz boris lizardbeth and uh I looked at Chris Sawyer, uh, mm-hmm. Ka, Ka Star Hunter, or Ka Bacon Sobek as he goes by now, I believe. Um, yeah. He's the the godfather of scalies, if you ask me. He, I mean, <laughs> literally, he he's been doing it so long. I mean, but yeah, he's so hard yeah. on himself on his art. He needs to stop there. I'm going to bitch slap him myself. He needs to just know that he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you, he does. Kyle, if you're listening, you need to just understand that you are the man and stop downing yourself, or I will personally smack you around. <laughs> <laughs> this is serious business. Yeah. This is me This is me giving a fuck. <laughs> but no, I, I've had plenty of, uh, of artists, both furry and scaly, you know, that I have uh, watched for a long time and, and, uh, and looked up to, you know, I don't necessarily, necessarily always take from their techniques, but I look up mm-hmm. to, to their, their work ethic, their anatomy, their color schemes, their storytelling, all of that, you know, like something that I definitely have a, a weakness in right now is sequential visual storytelling. And that's something that I'd like to overcome because in a perfect world, I'd like to do a comic. I would love to see you do a comic. <laughs> it ain't easy, man. It ain't easy for me. I mean, a lot of people can just crank out comics and I can draw, you know, sequential storytelling, but dialogue is my weak spot right now. And I know mm-hmm. that I know that me saying that in a a cast is going to make all sorts of folks go, "I can write your story for you." And <laughs> and and that ain't, you know, that's that's not what I'm looking for. I just I need to just sit down and and do it because I can write, but I'm a slow writer. But in slow time, and steady wins the race. Yeah, I just got to do it before I die. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any other plans for the future, or are you just focusing on trying to do a comic? <laughs> I got a, I got a bunch of plans for the future, um, most yeah. of which I really can't go into just oh, yet. No, pr- no worries, you don't it, have to. It, it's nothing horrible, it's nothing super secret, it's just I'm the type of guy that's like, hey, if I am planning to do something big... I don't even want to remotely hype it up. I just want to do it and then yeah. say, here it is. Because if you hype something up too much, people start expecting it. And if you fall and people are like waiting on it, then they call you an asshole and say that you let them <laughs> down. So it's best to just yeah. say, by the way, boom, here's this new thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I know that feeling very well. <laughs> I know that feeling also. <laughs> yeah, because you're the reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, I hyped up this podcast for a while before I even recorded the first one. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and I'm like, please shut I'm up. A, I'm an idiot. <laughs> don't do that. I, I get I get too excited. I get too excited for uh, things that I want to do. Well, yeah, it's exciting. That makes sense. That's understandable. I, I can totally empathize with you on that. But... And then I like want to 
include everybody in my excitement. Oh my god! Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I know I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, no, it's alright. Yeah. At least you know. Glad you finally admit it, honey. <laughs> I've admitted it off the air before. Uh huh. <laughs> sure, you have. <laughs> I'm sure you take uh, getting back on inspiration. I'm sure you take inspiration from all sorts of places. Because I mean, I do. Yeah, me too. I can. Uh, I, I'm sure you like uh, Looney Tunes, right? I do. Um, I've never watched the new one, but I, I hear... Oh, yeah. Neither have I. Yeah, I don't watch I, TV. I'm just talking about, you know, 40s, 50s. Absolutely. Undoubtedly. I love old-fashioned stuff like that. Um, I've, I've, I can pretty much cite right now all of my major influences for just art in general. I mean... I think you should do that. Really? <laughs> well, let's see. I'm uh, curious to hear. All right, all right, all right. Um, I I'm a big Norman Rockwell fan, and awesome. uh, that's because back in college I actually worked as a security guard and I got to look at them every day for three months. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you know, just being able to see that gave me a, a new appreciation for that. Um, I like Frank Cho. The way he does his women is great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big Katsuhiro Otomo fan, the guy who created Akira. Because yes. he is crazy with detail, and I don't mean just oh, like yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm not he, just talking he about really his. Really gets in there too. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, his buildings and his his mechanical work and all that stuff is magnificently intricate and uh, unparalleled, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still need to get me like the Akira books. Yeah, the, those are just beautiful. Oh, yeah. I saw the other day that somebody actually made a working version of the Akira bike. Yeah, there's 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 a few of those. The one that they made. Honestly, if I could weld, I'd do it better because I know that bike inside it out, and they did it wrong. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I mean, he gave it his blessing, but that's just because they're the only ones who did it. If <laughs> I knew how to weld, if I knew how to weld, trust me when I say I would do it better because yeah. that thing, if you took the paneling off of that bike, and there are pictures online, if you took the paneling off of that bike, you'd see that they just put like a tiny little motor in it and then a bunch of drive chains going back to the rear wheel when in truth it's supposed to have two electric wheels in the front wheel or two electric Mm -hmm. uh, motors in the front wheel two electric motors in the back and a fifth motor that's actually like alcohol powered in the middle which drives an electric dynamo which powers those motors geek rant over i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but yeah geek rant is brought to you by (laughs) yeah i mean seriously i'm i'm a huge huge Otomo fan. I mean, people think I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. I'm a big Akira fan. I just don't talk about it very much. <laughs> no, that's awesome, though. I love Otomo. Yeah. But uh, there's Otomo. Um, I like Ralph Bakshi. Um, mm-hmm. Fritz the Cat. And yeah. The, well, the, the, the cartoon, I should say, not the comic strip it was based on. Robert Crumb. That's uh, Crumb. Yeah, that's right. But uh, I like uh, Nagel, the, the 80s artist who did all the, the really angular, stark pop art that uh, if you ever walk past like women's nail salons, they have like imitation Nagel art on the front window. Oh, okay. It's like white and black with like 80s pink and teal all over it. And it's yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's imitation Nagel. And his stuff is very striking on its own. Look it up sometime. Okay. But yeah, it goes on and on, man. I don't want to, you know, just babble, but I, I have a lot of, you know, just visual influences outside of furry that I've had mm-hmm. far longer than I've ever been in this. And it's all right if you babble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want this whole thing to be about me. I mean, what's, don't you have some other topics today? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, ostensibly, I invited you to interview you. Oh, but, <laughs> all right, I, I thought we were going to talk about something else. I feel all weird talking about just me. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Well, we'll bring it back to Akira then. Are you a fan of the movie? I am. Um, and yes. uh, in a way, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'll be honest with you. It's like its own thing, you know? Yeah, it's it's totally separate. And I mean, if if somebody who's read the comic, you know, they, obvi- they obviously know that the movie is a, a completely different entity. And uh, the movie's had several incarnations. I have the original 1988 VHS with the 1988 English dub on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've also got the original 88 Japanese dub. And I've got the 2001 Pioneer redub. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate elements of all three because part of the reason they redubbed it recently was because the new dub makes more sense. 
Whereas yeah. the, the, <laughs> the old one was kind of trippy and you don't quite follow the story as well. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the film on a really technical level. I know that as a story, it's got flaws. It's got potholes. It's got plot holes. It's got what the hell is going on all over it. But from a purely technical standpoint, it's one of those undeniable yeah, yeah. landmarks because so much was, you know, new ground that they broke when they did it. You know, it was the first yeah. animated movie to do the, the pre-scoring, which is they record the dialogue before they animate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Pantone chart of colors, mm-hmm. they invented like five new colors for this movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. This movie had certain colors that were needed that weren't on the Pantone chart and, it was it was making records because it was like, hey, we need five new colors that don't exist yet. Let's make them on the chart for this movie. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I had no idea. Yep. Well, I I love the movie. It's just beautiful to mm-hmm. look at. Oh yes, and to listen. And to. I love I love the score too. Oh yes, the cha 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 cha. I've got the whole that. soundtrack. I've got like two different oh, versions. Oh yeah, me of too. <laughs> I actually have all the music by the band that uh, that worked on that. Like. The, the musical group, the Ga- Gano Yamashiro Gumi, I believe the name is. They've got like albums all the way back from the 1970s. Wow. I should check some of those out. I'll send them to you. Oh, good. <laughs> You've been rather quiet. I've been having input. <laughs> you like Akira, right? Yes. What's your favorite part? My favorite part of the whole film? Sure. Um, and don't say the I've... part where they scream Tetsuo. <laughs> no, like, see that that's my part that's my like, favorite part i like the part where he screams canada <laughs> that's all canada that's all canada i like that part <laughs> i think everybody likes that part because <laughs> you get to scream <laughs> Like I said, it really is a tough one for me. I think my favorite part, what I guess would be when they're, you know, when he already has the powers and he goes through the city and he, like, destroys everything just on a whim. Oh, like the the first kind of introductory scene when the helicopter crashes and he comes out of the fire and the tank tank comes (laughs) and he stops the shell in midair. Yeah. (laughs) Badass. That's a pretty powerful scene. Of (laughs) course. I always get a little disinterested when the uh, the psychics are all talking to each other. Oh, when they're walking <laughs> away in the hallway and they're like, so I wonder if we're right. It can't be helped. There's no one else. Yeah. We'll have to use her for the time being. The fact is, she showed up right when we needed her. You shouldn't worry so much. All right. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was the original dub. No, he hasn't seen it enough times to be able to quote that pretty well. I, I have. <laughs> I, I've only seen the movie a handful of times. I haven't, I haven't sat down and did a marathon for seventy-two hours. Oh come on, honey, that is so your weekend this weekend. <laughs> okay. Did you? Uh, I'm sure you saw Steam Boy. Oh, of course. I got it over there on the shelf. I saw that in what? theaters, actually. Awesome. Steam Boy is pretty cool too. Absolutely. You don't know about that one? No, I don't. Oh man. It's a. It's another Otomo. Yep. Uh, movie. Yep, that's right. I I've only seen it once, but it was really good. It's I need beautiful. To go uh, buy it. Yeah, it's it's so that way you can make me watch it as well as all the other things I've never <laughs> got to watch in life. She's never seen all sorts of movies. You know, until she met me, she had never seen like Princess Bride. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, it's not necessarily but, required yeah, I, reading, but it is one of those things where people kind of. It's like, it's better to see it rather than have some mouth-breathing furry force it down your throat. I mean, I mean, wait. <laughs> Are you projecting right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, take that as a yes, I guess. No, 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 no. So, like, what other, what other Twitter queries were there? Well, actually, Turburglar has another one. <laughs> oh, all right. He asked a couple. Uh, he, his other one is, where where do you dream your art will take you, and what are your greatest ambitions? Oh gosh. <sighs> he, he's he's got the heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. 
where do I hope that my art takes me? Well, I don't really want to be rich. I just want to be well off. You know, I'd like to be able to, <laughs> to own like a very small house with some solar panels and just go off the grid, you know, just a little modest house. I don't need a mansion. I don't need a million cars, yeah. like a little Volkswagen Beetle. And, uh, just some solar panels or a wind turbine or something where power is there because man, the sunlight is on. I don't need to go pay in some electrical bill. I just want to be able to use the sunlight. It's on, you know? And, uh, <laughs> if I could afford that much where I can just work for myself drawing or tattooing or whatever, that I'd be happy with that. I don't need much. I really, truly don't need yeah. much at all. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> the simple life. Speaking of tattooing, when did you start doing that? Ah, I started tattooing right after I got out of the military, and that was in the year of our Lord, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. 2000, Ado Deum. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, right when I got out, and it was funny, because the whole time that I was in, uh, people, mechanics or whatever, were saying, yeah, man, design my tattoo. And so I was drawing people's tattoos for them, and mm. then they'd go off base to some unknown undisclosed tattoo shop and then they'd come back and there would be my tattoo on them you know the one i designed done by somebody else and that was just kind of like okay whatever i'd never set foot in a tattoo shop before then ever i'd never been in one never had any interest in it had no tattoos anything mm -hmm. so when i get out of the, of the military they were like dude you ought to try being a tattooist and i told them look i i've never held a tattoo machine i don't know anything about it blah 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 but I'll try it. So I got together a bunch of my best drawings at the time, and some paintings, and just drove into this uh, area with a tattoo shop. And when I went in and showed them my work, they said, okay, we'll apprentice you. And I started looking through the books of the other workers who were there. And a lot of their designs were the ones that I designed that they had actually, they, they were the shop that was doing the tattoos that I designed. So it was like, hey, <laughs> I, I designed all these, you know? And that was kind of neat. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So that that got me a little bit of cred. That's really cool. How many how many people do you think would you guess to say have your artwork on them? Oh god. Um, <laughs> well, hundreds? I don't know. I mean, that depends. If you mean like tattoos that I completely designed or tattoos that I just applied on them, you know, cuz if I'm doing a tattoo, it can be something that they designed. It could be something that's on a frame on the wall. It could be something that they got off the web. Or it can be something, you know, that, that I drew up myself. How many did you design, do you think? I would have to say probably in the in the neighborhood of maybe 200 total so far. I mean, it, it really yeah. hasn't been that much. Because even though I started tattooing in 2000, it hasn't been nonstop, you know. I learned back then. And then I kind of put it down for a bit, and I just picked it back up again in 2005. But with that, with that being said, I uh, I also one of my own little things is I encourage people to get custom work done. You know, if somebody's coming to me to get some tattoo work done, I actually try to tell them, look, you know, this is one of a kind stuff that you're getting. You shouldn't want to try to get something because somebody else has got it. You got to get something that speaks you, that that conveys you, and therefore you should get this thing designed from scratch. That way that you know, nobody else can even mistake it for for theirs or anybody else's. It's it's one hundred percent you. Well, yeah. It what? Why get a tattoo that someone else has? It's it's silly. Yeah, the entire purpose of you know a tattoo is to make some attempt to be individual. You know, I'm not saying you're a unique little snowflake or anything, but this <laughs> this is your mark. This is your your sign. You don't need to do something so that you fit in with any cast or group or do what somebody else did. You know, you got to do your own thing. It's all about landing on your own moon. Uniqueness, individuality. I think if you get a tattoo, it should, it should be you, you know? Mm -hmm. So does that mean you're going to get a tattoo in the future, honey? Maybe. <laughs> Where would you put it? I was, I was thinking, uh, if I ever got a tattoo, it would be a really stupid one. You know how uh, people always get a uh, Japanese katakana or whatever mm -hmm. on their bodies? I was going to figure out what... I, I would put it on my shoulder, and it would be the symbol for shoulder. Ha! Huh. 
something dumb like that. <laughs> then I could tell people, oh, it means hope <laughs> or charity. <laughs> yeah, and then there's me, who's the sappy one, where um, I've actually been seriously considering getting a tattoo. And I have, you know, wanted to get one that would represent me and you. Because, you know, I love you so much, I want something permanent on my body. It reminds me of you and me. See, because I'm the romantic one here. <laughs> He's just lame. I'm not lame. Hey. Uh, I'm not lame. Don't be ashamed to be lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not lame. I'm so embarrassed of you right now. Why are you embarrassed of me? Because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lame. Poke. You know, you can just poke me. You don't have to. <laughs> yes, I can announce that I poke. Because then nobody would know that I poked you until I announce it. Poke. You've got tattoos, though, right? Mm-hmm. May I ask what you have? <laughs> well, um, I have my first tattoo, which is on my right shoulder. It is a red tribal heart that I designed. Um, it's got my then wife's name in it, and uh, mm-hmm. I got it written in uh, in scars instead of cursive, just in case it didn't work out. I'd have scars to remember, and that's how it worked out. <laughs> well, isn't that kind of like you know asking for it to happen in a way? <laughs> um, without going too far into it, I pretty much knew things were kind of falling apart at that time anyway. So, no. I mean, so then why did you go through with it? In the hopes that it didn't. I mean, it's cool. Then the awkward silence. <laughs> nah, it's fine. You know, that was yeah. my first one. I mean, I knew at that time it was uh, 50-50 or whatever. And I mean, it's, it's just something to remember is all, you know, and you never really forget. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> my second tattoo, which in the end, whenever I actually get around to completing my tattoos, they're all going to be connected um, on my opposing arm uh my left forearm i've got this sort of a a techno tribal as i like to call it again my own design i made it to kind of hug the anatomy on my arm it kind of folds with the muscle and it's it's a green a bright green tribal with uh electric or electro electronic uh circuitry little bits of diodes some screws um -hmm. things like that just because i like working with electronics uh i like bright green etc and Sounds really cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's all right. <laughs> and <laughs> always I, selling yourself short. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna say it's it's <laughs> it's you know got it going on or anything. It's just it's yeah. I like it. I designed it so it, it looks okay. And when it's finished, it's gonna go all the way up the arm, across the back, and down the other arm. I just haven't gotten around to finishing it yet because I don't tattoo myself. I I just have to find an artist to tattoo me. Yeah. Have you um? thought of updating your tattoo with that neon t- uh, tattoo ink? I plan or to. Or are you still going to leave it green? Oh, no, I plan to. It's uh, That's going to be the second treatment after the whole first step is done, which is completing the entire tattoo. Um, Wait a minute, I didn't mean neon. Why the freak did I say neon? Me- I meant to say, like, glow in the dark. Black light. Black light, there we go. Yeah, I actually have some of that. I, I have uh, some bottles of that, and um, I've got a bottle with my name on it that I haven't used yet. Because when the time comes, I'm going to crack that open and use that. Nice. Nice. You still need an autoclave? <laughs> I do, actually. Very much so. I, I use uh, disposable everything right now. And it's very mm-hmm. safe and it's you know very reliable, but it's also very expensive because I have to keep buying it because I keep disposing of it. And yeah. if I had an autoclave, then I could use my metal stuff, which I can clean and sterilize and reuse just like in a dentist's office or a doctor's office. I mean, I've got tons of, mm-hmm. of metal tubes which are used for tattooing and I can't use them because I don't have an autoclave. So, Yeah. I, I've been asking at work for you. Oh, well, thank <laughs> They still you. haven't given me a, a straight answer. Like, you know, I think there's a chance that I might score you one. Dude, I would be eternally in your debt. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Dude, the floor is yours. I'm just here to... To, to entertain you. Okay. <laughs> Is there any advice you'd like to give to any like budding artists out there that may be listening? Um, individuality is the key. All right. Individuality is paramount. Without it, I mean, 
you're going to be unmistakably derivative and that won't get you anywhere. I know that there's a very high difficulty level of coming up with something unique and original. And I'm not saying to just give up on that. Still try, even if there is nothing new under the sun, because it pays off. If you try to do what somebody else has done, you're going to get called out on it. Try to do something new. Try to do something that's you. And don't do it for them. Do it for yourself. That's the most important thing. Don't do it because you're hoping to get some some faves or some watches or some attention or anything. Don't do it for them. If you want to draw, draw for yourself. And if they like it, then that's a happy coincidence. Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> hey, Fossil. Yeah. I just want to say thank you for coming on the Ports cast. Absolutely. And uh, would you like to plug your different places, uh, your different websites? Uh, we, I mean, you've got uh, JurassicBeauties.com. Yeah. And uh, that that's my main uh, anthro site, which has a lot of my stuff on it. And it's probably going to get a complete work over this, uh, this summer because oh, cool. I've been learning Flash and I want to do some shinier stuff with it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And uh, then I have and my... you're on the Fur Affinity. Yeah, Fur Affinity. I'm on there as just a fossil. And you can also find my tattoo work at uh, fossiltattoo.com. Everybody go look at that. <laughs> <laughs> or not. I'm not required. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are. Uh, well, anyway, Fossil, thank whoa, you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Whoa, what? What? You cut the man off. What? Who? What? He didn't have a chance to talk about Rocket City Fermate. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is very How crucial. How could you forget? That is, yeah, wow. That's, that's important. Dude, dude, talk about it. Well, it's a con that I hadn't been to in years, and I'm about to be going there next month because they want me to be a guest, <laughs> a guest of honor. <laughs> and uh, I've been working, awesome. I've been working on a lot of the artwork for that. That's part of why I've been so busy lately. I've been uh, knocking out a lot of the art for that site, and I want you all to go there and register if you're anywhere in the vicinity of Huntsville, Alabama, because that con is such a cool, laid-back, kick your feet up and Enjoy the Southern Hospitality Convention. I love everybody down there, and I haven't been there since 2005, I think. It ain't going to be the same without you, so get down there and check it out. <laughs> and that website is rcfm.net. That is Rocket City Fermeet, Huntsville, Alabama, Memorial Day weekend. Be there or be square. Yeah. So I guess we're going to be squares. Yeah, we're squares. I'm going to be there, <laughs> and I am a square. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're only one side of the square. Ah. Because he's a stick. Oh. <laughs> I'm a stick. <laughs> Whoa, when did Ed McMahon get in here? <laughs> Hi-oh! Hi-oh! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the podcast, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I Thank you the, both very, very much for having me. I hope to talk to you again. Yeah, you will. You will. Well, of course I will. <laughs> At some point in the distant future. Yep. <laughs> well, probably right after this is over. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Portscast, and you can email us at Portscast at gmail.com. Please email. I'm getting lonely. <laughs> uh, Sasha's getting lonely. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Take care. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Love you!